Welcome to another episode of the weekly webinar series brought to you by the Decorative Plumbing and Hardware Association, where our mission is to connect, educate, and elevate the performance and knowledge base for experts who work in the most expansive industry in North America. Hello and welcome to our weekly Wednesday webinar. Uh, today we have a great panel discussion about manufacturing in um, this COVID world and the new DPH world. Uh, we had a uh, panel with manufacturing members uh, several weeks ago, I guess it's probably over a month ago now, and quite a bit has changed. It started to get better and now it's starting to get a little bit worse again out there. So um, we've got a great panel of experts here to kind of talk about how um, this is all affecting them and their businesses um, and just what this new DPH world looks like. So today we have Patrick Wydell, Director of Business Development for Thermosol. We have Anthony Hajar, the Director of Business Development for Jacklow. And we have Melanie Bush, the Marketing Director for Berenson Hardware. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yes, yes, thanks thank you. Absolutely. Um, before we get started, I am going to launch a poll. We just want to know a little bit more about our attendees. And I'm going to let the panelists answer as well, although that's going to be a little advice <laughs> <laughs> there. But... It's pretty cool, real time. It's yeah, it is. Time. Yeah, that is yeah. Really, really cool. I like that. <laughs> It's very cool. It's like Jeopardy. We got to get that ringtone going. Yeah, right? <laughs> Absolutely. All Next right, one. let me go for about five more seconds. There's still four of you who have not taken the poll. <sighs> you know you want to do it. What's other? I want to know who answered other. Rebecca. It's Rebecca. <laughs> every, every week it's Rebecca. I should just change other to Rebecca. Yeah. Does it show you the results? I don't see them. I'm going to share them okay. right now. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So it looks like we've got 67% other manufacturers on this call. So I think that, you know, we've, Rebecca and I have been getting a lot of, uh, a lot of calls and emails from our manufacturing partners trying to figure out what everybody else is doing and how it's affecting people, um, especially with conference coming up. We've been getting a lot of calls. So 67% manufacturers, 24% reps. Um, looks like we've got uh, two dealers on, and uh, and Rebecca. So hi, Rebecca. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Fantastic. So I'll close that. Um. So, um, I'd like to start this by having each of you give us just a little brief description of what the last, um, I guess it's not three months anymore, what the last five months have, have looked like for you guys since COVID uh, has has started. Anthony, would you like to start? Sure, sure. For those of you who don't know, who don't know me again, I'm Anthony Hajar. I'm the Director of Business Development with Jacklow. Um, we have been, or I should say, I have been uh, in my spare bedroom slash office since March 13th. I think you as well, Patrick, have been, we were both at the same conference down in Miami when we all flew home that Friday. Um, so basically since March 13th, um, I've been here. I do stop in the office, uh, you know, about once a week. Um, you know, I do live near the uh, the Jacklow office. So things have definitely been a lot different. You know, manufacturing, um, you know, the people that are there, we've had to put up 
you know, plexiglass everywhere. Um, you know, everybody from my office is continuing to work from home. Um, that's our customer service staff, our technical staff, myself included. We were fortunate to be all set up with voice over IP prior to COVID. So it was just a real quick plug and play for us to get everybody home. Everybody already, we, again, we were already set up voice over IP. The majority of everybody already operated off of a laptop that they brought home every day and they hooked up to a docking station. So that was another positive for us to, to get them up and running. Um, so customer service and, and that kind of thing, we did not miss a beat. On the manufacturing side of things, um, you know, we did slow down in the beginning, but moving forward, we, we opened up pretty quickly. Um, we were, again, being in New Jersey and being in the epicenter of this, um, we had, we saw everything firsthand. It came at us so fast. So we had to adjust and pivot a lot faster than a lot of others, where now it's starting to be a lot more prevalent with these COVID cases in other states. New Jersey, New York, or the Northeast basically already went through this hell, as we'll call it. Um, and again, it can come back, but, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, we're continuously uh, being, you know, we're fortunate that we kind of, it seems that we've been through it already. So again, I can continue on, but I, you know, as we'll, far as- We'll uh, ask more specific questions. Yeah. Okay. Patrick. Yeah, I think we share a lot of these same, uh, you know, operation uh, as Anthony mentioned. Um, a lot of our tech support, customer service, we employ ourselves instead of outsourcing. So we had to find a way to transition them to the home, you know, uh, environment. So a lot of that stuff, because of today's technology capabilities is already, you know, in our computers, in our laptops, in our microphones, you know, I, I, there's just so much opportunity to really expand what we're doing. I think COVID was a shot in the arm for our industry in particular, because we realized that, wow, we can actually be maybe more efficient in terms of communicating with customers, clients, tradesmen, anybody through what we're doing right now. I don't think we've ever had you know, enough of communication web to web or over the internet in general. Um, but a lot of, you know, Thermosol uh, in general, we were able to tran just transition uh, to the home base. Uh, manufacturing, we all do, and, you know, we're made in Round Rock, Texas. So um, a lot of our uh, manufacturing team has still been in place. We are considered a uh, essential um, uh, company due to uh, a lot of our consumers being prescribed, you know, steam to help with respiratory illnesses. So we had to find a way to combat those challenges, which we did. Social distancing is a huge part of it, right? Masks is a huge part of it, right? And also hand washing, just reminding, not that people weren't doing this to begin with, but I think there's a level of awareness that has just been raised beyond belief, beyond what I think anyone, you know, expected. Uh, to be implemented in the workplace. And I think, you know, Anthony mentioned what he did a lot with, you know, the factory at, at Jacklow, uh, we were able to achieve here at Thermosol in Round Rock, Texas. That's great. Melanie, how have the last several months looked for you? Um, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind. So we were kind of in the same boat, right? That March timeline, everything happened very quickly. And it was so new at that point that everything felt like it was changing rapidly. Um, but since then, we've actually had all of our office employees working remotely. So we implemented that in March and we are still doing that now. 
Um, our distribution team was split into two different groups and they work on a rotation basis. And the goal of that was to essentially limit the amount of people in the same space, right? So our leadership has really been focused on maintaining employee health and safety. Like obviously that's been the number one, the number one concern doing all of this. So when anybody is in the warehouse or in the office, you know, as, as everybody else has mentioned, they have to wear masks, gloves, maintain social distancing, or as some people like to call it, the actual physical distancing instead of just social. And um, we've implemented cleaning schedules to make sure high traffic areas are completely sanitized. We put up reminder signs around the spaces, washing your hands, how to wear your mask, um, you know, various things like that. We were sort of in a fortunate position at the time that we had resources that we could use to obtain extra masks and gloves. So we did that and we made various donations to local hospitals, but we also offered our employees that needed them or cleaning supplies for their families. We were able to do that. So we've been, we've been really lucky. As, as crazy it is, as it all has been to not know what day it is, it's, you know, you're taking the good with the bad, basically. Absolutely. Now, Melanie, you're in a little bit different situation in that your um, manufacturing is mostly outsourced. So how has that, um, I think we know a lot about how it's affected, uh, how COVID has affected manufacturing here in the U.S. How has that affected, uh, how has it affected your, your, your plants and also um, your, uh, just your lead times and, and getting the materials? Yeah, I would tell you, um, because of how everything happened, the timeline that it came here, we did not see any significant delays in shipment. So we were, again, super lucky. I would say the one thing we've maybe done now is just be really, really extra aware of what's happening globally, so that if something's going to possibly impact those shipping timelines, we can be, I guess, more aware in terms of pre-planning, right? In, in some weird way, like being a little bit paranoid, right? Better um, safe than sorry, right? Yeah, right. So I think, um, you know, we, we very much count our blessings that everything's kind of been, been working in that realm. Um, and we don't do manufacturing here, but, you know, like I said, we did have to implement different things for order fulfillment teams, so... Absolutely. That's great. Um, now, Anthony, you have a lot of manufacturing. <laughs> yeah. So for, for us, yeah, go ahead. I don't know if you had a question, but I mean, just piggybacking off of what everybody else is saying. Um, I didn't want to touch base on that on the initial question, but for this side, yeah, I mean, it's been interesting in the sense of, you know, we're fortunate. We, we operate out of three different buildings. Right? We have one building that um, has is basically just a warehouse for all of our raw material, um, basically. Um, so they basically, it goes from a, a raw material side to our plating facility, which is basically right next door. Um, that, that one warehouse, we actually, Larry Brody, who owns Jackal, just purchased a brand new building January 1. Uh, so that building houses all of our uh, raw materials. And we have our plating facility. And from our plating facility, everything comes back to our main warehouse. That's where everything is, you know, assembled, water tested, packaged, shipped. Um, and that's where the majority, that's our home office, basically. 
Um, the raw materials that you bring, I'm sure you bring the, the raw materials in from all over the world. Have you yeah. seen any major delays or shortages or issues with raw materials coming in? No, no. So we don't really, uh, so initially this all began on China, right? And getting product from China was the issue. Jackload does not do much. I mean, we may get some screws and some like minor things from China, but for the most part, we don't source products from there. So we were fortunate in that front. We did, you know, because COVID again was basically hit right at the tail end of the Chinese new year. So if anybody was getting a lot of products from China, they were in big trouble. They weren't going to be receiving anything and they're still feeling those feeling that. So for us, we were fortunate in the sense that we don't operate much out of there. Um, you know, we do get a lot from, from Italy. We get some stuff from England. Uh, so some of the Italian products, you know, that we did receive did were a, a little delayed, but not necessarily. As far as our lead time is concerned, we really did not miss a beat with anything that was happening. Um, as far as shipping is concerned, we were delayed maybe a day or two right in the beginning. Um, but we've completely turned that around and we're actually shipping better right now than we were prior to COVID. So, you know, it, I don't want to say it's a blessing in disguise, but it helped us to really take a step back and seeing how effective we were, you know, doing all of these processes and procedures internally. And it made us really, it forced us basically to, to take a look at everything and uh, make sure that we were doing it as safe as possible, as quick as possible. And, you know, fulfilling these orders for our customers. That's the main thing. Service to Jacklow for us is number one. Um, you know, so we needed to get these orders out. We need to make sure that we're getting our customers the answers, uh, the, the questions that they had answered. Um, you know, all of our customer service staff, again, is uh, all showroom people or showroom managers. So they understand what's going on with Mr. and Mrs. Jones uh, and the questions that they have and how quickly they need things. They get it uh, back down to the manufacturing side of things is what this initial question was, was, you know, we, we put a plexi at every workstation. Uh, we did that literally day one. Um, you know, that first weekend when all of this was happening back in March, we had a crew come in. They, they put up plexiglass around everybody's workstations. We moved workstations well beyond what the CDC requirements were. Um, similar to Melanie, we put up signs everywhere. Um, everybody's temperatures are being taken when they walk in. Uh, masks are being used. Gloves are being used. We're being very careful. Again, being in the epicenter, it was tough for us in the beginning because, it, as, again, as Melanie said, it all just came to us at once. So we were, you know, I was on Zoom with my team. Um, Morgan Brody, who's, who's Larry's uh, uh, daughter, most of you know Larry, but Morgan Brody, um, her and I were on conference calls and, and Bill Schwartz, I know who's also on here is my counterpart on the West Coast. We were on Zoom calls, literally like all hours of the day, all hours of the night, figuring out uh, and pivoting, basically, what do we need to do? And uh, I'm very happy with the way that things happened. I'm very happy the way that my team, uh, our team reacted to this and made sure to keep our, our everybody safe. You know, I, I, my hat's off to them. Um, has, have any of your uh, factories had COVID outbreaks? That's a great no. question from Tracy. No, not from us. I mean, again, a lot of the stuff we do is internal at Jack Lowe. So we, you know, we don't really deal with a lot, you know, don't get me wrong, we get our raw material, but that's, those are raw materials. So it's, you don't really know. We had, again, we have a whole building full of it right now. So uh, we were we were really good in, the, in that sense uh, as far as what products we had. And again, don't get me wrong, we still have back orders, but it's just your normal everyday back order for something that's going through plating. 
Um, you but know, as far as, as, far as staff goes, have you guys had any COVID outbreaks? No, we, we had, uh, there was two people right in the beginning that had it. They knew they had it. They didn't come into the office. We made sure that they were out, not for 14 days, but we made them stay out for 21 days um, just to be a little air on the side of caution. So yes, we had two people in the beginning, you know, months ago, uh, but since then, yeah, we haven't had any, uh, any flare-ups. Patrick, guys. You're on mute. <laughs> Sorry about that. So we've, we've kind of taken the precaution when we, you know, the company being a family owned company, you know, Mitch takes it to heart. If you don't feel well, if you don't feel right, don't come in, don't even risk it, right? We're not going to feel bad. So, but what we've done for when employees enter our building is we take temperature checks with first when they come in. And if it's an unreasonable temperature, we ask, we ask them to take the proper precautions and, 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 you know, obviously um, quarantine themselves. We haven't gotten to that point yet. So to answer your question, we've not had any COVID uh, outbreaks, um, but I think that large in part has a lot to do with preventing it at the point of entry at the building by doing, um, uh, temperature checks, making sure people are wearing masks before they even walked in, not when they enter, but before they walk in. Great. Melanie, what about at Berenson? Yeah, we're also taking people's temperatures. We, you know, have to do what's necessary to keep everybody safe. So, you know, there's this sort of mutual respect for your coworker. If you're wearing your mask and you're answering you know, if you've traveled or anything and you're being actually honest about it, it's just protecting the person that you have to work alongside. So um, we've implemented a lot of the same policies. And has anyone at Berenson gotten sick? Uh, we have not had any outbreaks. That's fantastic. Glad to hear that. Um, all right, we have a Q&A, our first Q&A of the day. Um, and thank you, Tracy, for that question on the COVID outbreaks. So this is from Dan in uh, Texas. Since there are many reps on here, what are your expectations of reps during this time? And how can we provide the most value for our manufacturers? What do you need the most from us during this COVID time? Anthony. Okay. Um, for, for us, um, as far as the rest, so there's what I've noticed, there's obviously certain reps that were real quick to pivot, right? Dan is one of them. Um, Dan's done a good job as far as, and, and another one I do want to point out, there's a couple on here that I have as reps. I, I haven't seen the whole list, but I know Joel Dolliner is on here. He's done a great job. Debbie Steer and her team at Steer Enterprises were outstanding um, on what they did as far as this COVID situation was concerned. Uh, and of course, Dan did a wonderful job as well. We need them to stay out in front of this, uh, in front of their customers as much as possible. Um, we need them to do trainings. Uh, obviously, they can't go in and they, to, to see these customers on a regular basis, but we need them to make phone calls. We need them to send emails. We need them to do Zoom trainings. We need them to get very creative and not just sit back and try to collect the check. Because believe it or not, that's what some people out there right now are doing. And, and us as manufacturers, we know that, um, you know, we're not, we're not, I don't want to say be harsh, but we're not stupid to the sense that, you know, we know certain reps that are working and they're not, if I'm not hearing from you on a regular basis and I hear other people are doing these zoom trainings all the time, they're touching base with me for trainings, um, different displays that are still going on. Um, I'm getting display orders like crazy right now because of the reps that are actually out there, you know, touching base and staying in front of everybody. You know, there's, it's 2020. There's different ways that we can uh, communicate. 
you know, whether it be via Zoom, via email, via phone call. I mean, faxes even still exist if you want to go that route. Um, you know, so there's many different things that people, reps just need to be creative if they want to stay relevant. Um, and again, yep. some have done great, some have not done so great. And last week we had a, um, a panel of showrooms. Yeah, that was last week. <laughs> and we, um, a lot of them were saying that they're inviting the reps back in. You know, they're ready. They're, they're by appointment only, but they, you know, they need their, their displays changed out. They need updated books. They need that information. So um, as of last week, they're ready. Um, you know, I think a lot has, has changed. A lot's transpired since then. And again, I apologize for just chiming in, but yeah, I mean, again, a lot has changed since last week. Um, you know, depending on where you are, like, look at, Unfortunately, look at California. They had to shut back down. They're not letting people back in restaurants. Bars have been closed uh, since July, July 4th. You know, there's a lot of things. And again, that can happen anywhere. That can happen to us in New Jersey if we're not safe. We're green right now. We're fortunate for that. We're fortunate that we've learned our lesson. We just need to continue and not be stupid and, and strap up our masks when we leave the house. Wash your hands. It's simple. I kind of like that that whole thing ended with wash your hands. <laughs> I actually have a hat. I didn't wear it, but in the beginning of all this, I have a hat that says wash your hands that I was wearing in the beginning of all this. I'm a big hat guy, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Melanie and Patrick, would you guys like to add anything to the reps on the call? Melanie, go ahead. Um, I think, you know, for us, we've just really been focused on using the time for training and I do think there's a little bit of a marriage that happens in something like this, right? So it can't just be, oh, hey, go make your phone calls and do some training and send some emails. But my, so from a marketing standpoint, we've, we've tried to use some of the time to finish tools or create new things that might not be ready, but are going to be ready soon so that they have constant things that they can Like a new display about. program. Whatever, whatever it needs to be, yeah. So, um, you know, I think giving the, the reps something to talk about, right? So you don't always just want to call and have to say, hey, we're going to train you again. We're going to do this. But it's a much easier phone call to say, hey, we have this new product or this new tool that's going to help you and you can send it to your customers. And, you know, so we've been trying to accomplish things that would normally take us longer in a shorter period of time so that we're being a little bit more beneficial to our reps. And if I can just, you know, add a little bit to that, a lot of what Melanie said is, is kind of what I share too. A lot of our time has been spent on R&D. How can we introduce the next, you know, we can, a lot of these shows are trained already on the product, right? So just following up and making sure that, hey, you know, your pipeline six, eight, 10, 12 months is that, you know, Anthony and I had a conversation before this whole, this whole panel, but what him and I both share is a lot of these people from the sales that they're making now, these are their, they're working their pipeline, right? They're working on the projects that said, hey, contact me in six months. Maybe I'll consider doing our, but a lot of those projects now are now maturing. People are like, I'm sitting at home, I'm here. I want to watch this project happen. I, I'm ready to pull the trigger. So that's where we have to, like Anthony said, have that product in stock, have that operation ready to go, have that operation ready to ship and deliver on the promise. 
obviously with the sentiment that we're being cautious about our operation in the back of the house, right? So um, in regards to the reps, you know, coasting is the word that I would use right now. Just coast, keep doing what you're doing. I don't think anyone, you know, is, is, has been prepared for the situation. So I think we learned through trial and error, baptism by fire, which I think this industry is pretty much founded on. If, if, if I have to say myself. So I think we all have to learn together. We have to communicate. I think Anthony hit the nail on the head that constant communication is what's going to get us through, right? We're going to have to communicate with the showrooms, make them feel comfortable to sell outside the box, sell through a maybe webinar series, you know, open up your client to the idea of getting on the phone and, and having to visualize the product in their, in their shower or kitchen through their computer. So it's learning these different angles that we can utilize that I think going forward are time, time, uh, they're convenient to our time. They're convenient to our resources and energy and money. And so, um, I think this all has to coincide of where we're going as a future and we're going to learn from this at the end of the day. But I think to sum everything up back to your original question, Kim is coasting is the word that I would use right now. We have to learn by trial by error, see what works for everybody because New York is not the same as Alabama or Louisiana, right? California is not the same as Missouri or Iowa. So we have to just act as see what's going on in different territories and assess on a case by case basis. Absolutely. That's great. I'm sorry for laughing in the middle. I was laughing at Anthony's son. Yeah, I, I just wanted, I, I'm just going to be upfront here. All right. I'm just going to let everybody know. Unfortunately, my wife uh, is pregnant and she had a doctor's appointment during this. And my the, four the year, year old is son. Not unfortunate. Just the yeah, well, no, no, I'm just letting you know. My son is literally underneath the desk in front of me right here. And he just had to pee when we were talking and I wasn't on mute. So again, I apologize. <laughs> I didn't realize I was on mute until I, noticed, I saw Kim laughing. So continue it's the beauty of this covid, of COVID exactly. i'm totally okay with it. Right. i think it's fantastic and your son's adorable so thank you so, thank you very um, much and in the meantime we got another question um one of our reps scott wants to know did you lay off employees and if so are they waiting to exhaust their benefits before returning we did not we we did not lay off any employees we had not mess with anything in regards to anybody tied to thermosol. Actually, yeah, I, we have not laid anybody off. Um, I can tell you that we weren't even in a position where a couple people in my department had get, been given promotions during all this. So, um, and you know, I know, I know everybody's talked about employee safety, but it's not even just the safety. It's, you know, the, the, making them feel very comfortable, but still acknowledging the work that they're doing. So we were lucky to do that. He's hiding behind you right now. Right? I know, I love it. I'm just like. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I think it's fantastic. I, I'm totally okay with it. Um, Anthony, what about Jack Lowe? So in the beginning of this, because we do do a lot of manufacturing here, we did have a couple of people that we did have to furlough while we had to outfit the warehouse uh, in our factory. So that was, we did, but we brought every, anybody that was furloughed at that point in time, we did have, we did bring back. Did, um, you you know, have, obviously, did you have any hesitation on their end 
for coming back because we were talking about this last week with the fact that with the extra $600 a week. Yeah. Yeah. We did. But unfortunately for us, people realized that that $600 was not going to be there forever. Um, so we have a great team and, and we're fortunate for everybody, you know, uh, we were, you know, we didn't want to have to do that, but we needed everybody. We couldn't have people there under those current situation. We needed to, like I said, we needed that weekend to have a team come in to re-outfit everything with Lexi. And we wanted to make sure that we were spacing everybody out properly. So again, it was like a week to 10 days. It wasn't ridiculous as far as what it was. And we were able to, God, bring everybody back because, for us, you know, don't get me wrong, it was a slower April and a slower May. But the second June 1st hit, it's like somebody turned on the imaginary faucet and business for us personally was just crazy. You know, well, that's, that's a great segue to the next question, which is how are your sales right now and how are they compared to last year? Um, you know, basically Q2, the entire quarter was just shot. Yeah, yeah. The entire quarter was shot. So now that we are into Q3 and you can kind of look back at that, how um, how are your sales looking? Again, April and May were a little uh, rough, as we'll call it. But last week, uh, last month in June, we were up double digits from last year during COVID. So it was, you know, we've been doing, we've been very fortunate. And again, I think that attributes to the set, to the fact that we've been open through this whole thing. And there's some others out there that unfortunately had to shut down, um, you know, and we're getting a lot of uh, fill in for certain things on people that have some delayed lead times. Um, uh, you know, and that's at least what we're hearing from our reps and from our customers. We do polls with our, our customer service team too. So we try to get as much info when they're answering calls. We want to try to get some info from the people they're talking to um, just to see kind of how we need to kind of navigate things. And, it, you know, again, we've been fortunate, you know, and a lot of others have not been as fortunate, but we're continuing on. And, and again, we're, we're, we've ramped up uh, our manufacturing because we needed to, you know, again, April, May were slow. June was like that faucet was turned on and it was, it was coming. And I think you're, a lot of the showrooms across the country open back up in June. Yeah. Um, so I think that that could be a part of that. Patrick, what are you seeing? Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of the same. I think people are dealing, you know, there's different uh, requirements of every municipality, countywide and statewide. And, and, you know, there's suggestions and then there's requirements, right? So a lot of our showrooms are able to meet those requirements by their local municipalities. So it's nice to see that... You know, I was talking with a few um, Northern California showrooms yesterday, and it's nice to see that people are still taking appointments. And But they're also piggybacking off the technology that's available, Zoom, for example. They're, they're able to take these virtual meetings. So as I shared with Anthony earlier on a conversation that we had, I think a lot of people are really milking and working their pipeline that they've built over the past maybe year and a half uh, to two years, if they're lucky to have that deep of a pipeline. Um, sales for us specifically, um, as I shared with Anthony, I think steam is and, and, and smart showering, which is what we're doing through our digital shower valve and our thermotouch control. Um, I had doubts on, on where we were going, what kind of trajectory we we're going to see, but we were able to remain steady. And I think a lot of that has to do with people working their pipeline in regards to steam because steam just doesn't happen overnight like a faucet, right? So you have to think outside the box that people have had projects in the work and now they're at home, they're able to spend more time and energy and, and concentration on what they want to achieve with their home projects. I mean, I, I, you know, I've recently done a couple home projects just because I've been able to be home and cognizant of who's, who's around my house and, and what kind of attention I need to pay. So 
Um, Patrick, I think we're also um, in the the rest of the year going to next year, I think we're going to see such a demand for your type of product too. Um, I mean, steam is prescribed for respiratory illness and we are in the middle of a pandemic with a virus that affects your respiratory system. So, you know, I know we had a webinar on wellness several weeks ago. Um, and I think that that, I think that that's only going to, going to really increase the demand for steam. How, so how have you seen your sales like Q2 and now coming into Q3 compared to last year? Sure. So um, that's a great question. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because it's, it's been interesting because I think the foundation was before this was performance, right? Performance and what you can kind of do with things, right? And, and that goes with all manufacturers. But now I think the conversation has shifted is how is this going to benefit my everyday lifestyle within regards to health, wellness, and just general living, right? So I think STEAM has a lot to do with that in general. I think that if you're not familiar with STEAM, you should get up to speed with it. And not just STEAM, but sauna too, because they're, they're night and day in regards to what they do for the human body. Uh, inside and out. And I've seen a lot of our conversation shift because Thermosol, on Thermosol, we do uh, consultations. We have an in-house design team. I, I take part in it. I'll, I'll pick up the phone uh, with our team and I'll get on the phone with a designer who's never maybe specified steam in our project before. And she really wants to understand what it's going to do for her client's wellness. And I think a year ago, this conversation would have been centered around how do I install this and how do I, how, how does this work? But I think people are getting past that, you know what, it's, it's going to do what it needs to do. But really, how is this going to benefit an everyday lifestyle to what we're facing nowadays? And I think health and wellness has a lot to do with it. I thought the webinar a couple of weeks ago was great because I think the conversation needs to be a foundation of, of the kitchen and bath because I think wellness and health has a lot to do with it, not just in steam, but showering, the way you're showering, the way you're using your faucet, the way you're using your appliances, all that good stuff uh, uh, comes down to it. And I think a lot of people are going to be more cognizant going into 2021 in their future projects uh, in regards to residential. Something else to just uh, thinking about steam, right? You think about all the gyms that are closed, all the spas that are closed and all those people that love to get a steam in and they don't have one at home, but they go to all of those places, you know, for that that are closed or they may be open back up, but people are very weary to actually go in there with others, you know? So at home for you, fortunately, Patrick, I think that's a, you know, I don't want to say it's horrible to say, but COVID is going to help you in your sales because of some of that stuff. I, and that's just my personal opinion. I, I, think, I think that's why we were fortunate to see the business that we did, not getting into real specifics, but I think we were fortunate enough to see the business that we did over the past 90, 120 200 days um, as we're going into the rest of the year, um, seeing where these, and, and again, I think it's a lot of it of these projects mature, right? The pipeline has a lot to do with it, but we have a lot of great salespeople out there that know and showrooms out there that know how to tailor the conversation yeah. saying, this is what your shower can do for you, but this is what the overall experience will do for your health. And I think we have a lot of salespeople and showrooms that are going to transition that conversation into that realm. And really, it's going to benefit not only the way that they're going to talk about product moving forward, but it's also going to help the manufacturers re kind of connoiter their, their, their message to how their product can benefit lifestyle. Absolutely. Melanie. How have your sales looked um, in general over the last 
quarter because of coronavirus compared to previous? And are you starting to see an uptick as well? So it's been, we sort of, I think, I'm sure everybody did sort of braced for the worst, right? Like, I don't know what's going to happen, um, but we've been really steady. We've, I, we've had some months that are better than what we've done last year. So we're just sort of seeing what happens. I think, you know, everybody's going to see similar trends as people are working from home and staying home more they're they're doing the home improvement projects that they've put on hold or they didn't want to do or they're sort of reevaluating the space that they're in you know if you're talking about health and wellness absolutely steam is going to be a big factor but i think your at home office space is also being reevaluated i mean people that might have just had an office in their house might be thinking well gosh I, if i have to be here every day i want to fix this i want to to function better. So I think we're sort of benefiting from some of those changes that people are finally having the time to commit to. Absolutely. And even that, like Patrick and I had that conversation prior to this, we were just checking in with each other. And the other thing is like you guys are saying, just piggybacking off of that, Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Jones are home, right? And and they're just looking, and you see, you think about it, we sell luxury products, right? So sometimes that may be meaning Mrs. Jones could be a housewife. She may or may not have a job. Again, I'm, I'm just foreshadowing here. Um, and certain things and she's looking at it and stuck at home she can't go do anything that she wants so basically what she's saying is she's not happy with her space right so she wants to change it and now is the time to do it because she's stuck staring at it so kitchens and baths i think are going to be you know those are the first things that everybody's always updating Absolutely. You know? and, I, and i said this on on previous webinars too but backyards also are something that because people are not traveling um, my totally. friend has a pool company and he has doubled his business during COVID. I can imagine. Totally. Totally. And he was digging a pool every two weeks. And now he's digging one every week. So I think, wow. that, yeah. Um, and yeah. I think, well, that's crazy. I mean, you know, and, and I think with hardware, Melanie, you probably, probably one of the reasons why you really haven't seen a dip and have had some great months is hardware is one of those things that people can order by phone. They can pick out, you know, from pictures, order on the phone and do it themselves. Yeah. You know, change out the, you know, you're not happy with your kitchen and you know what, let me just quick fix. Let's change the hardware. You know, and I, and I think that we, um, you know, we had Emrock on the last manufacturer's um, panel and it was kind of a similar feel, right? Is that, you know, the hardware business has been, you know, been, been pretty safe throughout this, which is, fantastic considering so many of our members are in the hardware business <laughs> so um i think that's great um we have a question from an attendee from tom um as a manufacturer of retail displays do you anticipate a growing demand for higher-end more experiential type displays being used in showrooms as an alternative to major trade shows or events that continue to be canceled or pushed out to 2021 <laughs> I, yeah, I could speak to it from some of the stuff that we, you know, had banters about, but nothing solidified. Um, I think this is going to change people's expectations, right? So, um, you know, we have QR codes on a lot of our boards so we can see where the scans are. 
And since this has all happened, obviously the scans have significantly decreased, which tells us obviously what we already know, that there's less people in those retail environments. So I'm interested to see how retail changes. You're going to have less people obviously probably visiting spaces for a long time because there's going to be this like trauma with the idea of going into a retail space and being close to people. So if there's creative ways to showcase product on a display that I don't have to touch it and I don't have to get real close to it, or maybe it automatically sends me things to my phone, I might be great with that. So I do think the expectation is going to change. I agree in that front. You know, it's we we definitely as manufacturers are going to have to step up on that front um, to get you know technology is is going to have to become our friend. Um, if it's not for certain companies, which it is for us, but we we as companies are going to have to really start. Look at us right now. We're on Zoom, right? How a couple of months ago I didn't have a Zoom account. I don't know about all you guys. Um, literally, the second COVID happened, I was like, all right, where we need a I guess people are talking about this Zoom thing. I don't know. Let's go figure it out. And here we are. We're all basically, uh, you know, uh, experts at it. So again, you know, it's like we all say, you know, as the as the world turns, we're continuing to change and to pivot with it. Um, for those that are hopping on board and 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 really engaging in the technology that's available to us, I feel that they're going to have. Um, you know, on the marketing front, and you're you're probably happy to hear this. Marketing's huge. Marketing for all of us right now is huge. How are we going to pivot? How are we going to change? What are we going to do to still stay rebel, relevant? So I would love to to put a little connections plug in there with marketing. Um, we at DPHA would love to help market your product and your companies. So we have in every week in connections, we have this great member news section where we can talk about your new products, new displays, new hires, anything like that. Melanie knows this because she sends me emails all the time. Um, please, please, please send me your information. I've, uh, it's slowed down I think a bit with the summer, um, but I'm always looking for information for member news. So please DPHA members, Help us help you. I, I love sending Kimberly all of my product or display information anytime. Woohoo! <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> all right. We have, um, so thank you for that plug, Anthony. That was a good, that was a good segue. Um, I try. I try. <laughs> we have another question. Um, how are each of you embracing the move to the digital space, especially as it relates to the hands-on experience of the end user? Awesome question. Um, and what about any tech integrations with your sales team moving forward? Hmm. That's a very interesting question. Um, we have a couple of things that are on the forefront. Obviously, we're continuing on with our, our trainings. We've got a bunch of trainings. Uh, Bill Shores, again, shout out to you, Bill. I know I see your name on there. Hi. Um, Bill and I and, and Morgan as well, we've all, we've been working tirelessly to, you know, create content. You know, you think of like a, a social media company, right? You need content, you need content to stay relevant. So basically what we're doing is we're just trying to create content. Um, whether it's training modules, whether it's um, one piece sell sheets, whether whatever it is, we just need content to be able to push out to our reps, to our customers and, uh, and, and to the general public. So, um, 
that's the you know training modules where we have a number of different things. Jackal's got 69,000 SKUs that cover a number of different product segments. So rather than we do have our overall training modules that we do and, and, and PKs, but we're, we're getting a little bit more granular in the sense that we're trying, we're breaking it down further into product category trainings, um, whether it be for supply valves is going to be huge. We are, we're working on something called right now, we've had it in the past, we're redoing it, called the supply valve ABCs. Um, supply valves are one of the things that we have the hardest time training people on in showrooms to sell. They're um, showroom guys and gals have trouble understanding them. So we're just trying to make that easy. That's for them. Add on sale. It is. I tell people all the time, you're going to make more margin on a toilet supply valve kit and a toilet tank lever in satin brass than you are in the toilet itself. Mrs. Jones, I have a hard enough time training Ms., uh, our showroom staff, let alone Mrs. Jones knowing what the heck a supply valve is. So that's an area that has a ton of potential. For us, you know, and then of course there's faucets, there's showers, there's a ton of things, but it's just creating all of those different, all that content, you know, just to have something fresh. Patrick and Melanie. You're on mute again there, Patrick. I love you, bud. <laughs> you're doing it to me. I think you're doing it, but you know. It's, yeah, I, I, it wouldn't be a Zoom call if somebody wasn't talking on mute. Yeah. Uh, no, it's actually on a bingo card for Zoom meeting bingo. Yeah, uh, we already marked that. There you go. You're getting me. I'm sure I'm all over that bingo card. Uh, so listen, in regards to steam, it's it's kind of a tough thing to display to begin with, right? So how do we counteract and help the conversation happen in the showrooms? So we can put this, you know, controls on the wall and they don't power up. But really, what kind of idea does that give the consumer on what steam does, but the user the user interface that they use to power the steam or their shower, the apps that we offer, the music, the lighting, all that good stuff that Thermosol can provide to the home shower. How can we display that? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with moving forward into the next generation of displays, which might be just a simple video that's on the wall. We supply maybe a screen and, and there's a power source and it's a loop because you know it's not we're not the same as a a Berenson or a Jacklow where you need to see the valves and trims in front of you, right? You, you want to get the feel for how those trims, we don't do trims, we do a screen, right? And, and an iPad's an iPad and a duck, you know, quacks like a duck, right? So we can hopefully explain that through a video that kind of gives them the idea of what not only Steam, how it operates, but on a health and wellness basis on how it all intertwines on their day-to-day -day basis and in their lifestyle. So that's kind of been the idea of Thermosol since, you know, since the beginning of 2020 is how can we further, you know, because listen, display space is hard to come by and um, it, walls are getting smaller, showrooms are getting smaller. Um, I think people are really trying to maximize the, the usage of their space and not to say steam is last on the list, but listen, if you put steam at the bottom of a, of a quote, that's, that's going to be the first thing to come up. But if you put steam at the top of your quote and put the toilet, the Jacklow toilet at the bottom of the quote, well, they're not going to, you know, they're going to say, hey, you know, we need the toilet. Let's just keep everything else on or the faucet or whatever it might be. So it's kind of intertwined this whole uh, um, specifying process to fit in with the display that can ultimately help that conversation move on. I think videos have a lot to do with that in terms of steam and maybe smart showering. So, and Patrick, also, 
along with steam, since I have sold steam before, a lot of it is training, right? And training your, uh, training not only the showroom people, why they need steam and how to sell it, but also the specifiers as to why they need to put it in their homes. I mean, I put it in my, my new house here in Louisiana. I could just walk outside today and get a steam flower with 115% humidity. But, um, I still put it in here and I all winter, we, you know, use it all the time. So I know you have been focusing a lot on your training program and Melanie, I am going to get back to you on that last question because, um, I think it's really interesting, but while, while Patrick's talking a little bit about that, about the sales process, can you talk to us a little bit about what you're doing with your training facility? Sure. sure. Uh, I, I think it has a lot to do with the couple pictures I sent you earlier today of our training facility, right? Mm-hmm. So when I first joined Thermosol, I was very excited. I said, steam is great. I said, there's a lot of opportunity. I said, I'm a health and wellness freak, but how do we convey the message to the consumers in an accurate way or the showrooms or even the reps that represent our product? Because technology changes, a laptop goes out of date a year after it's released, right? So a lot of the technology that we're producing and introducing to the market is tied to constant updating and really fitting the needs and meeting the expectations of consumers that want that smart home. So how does the steam bath fit into the smart home? Well, the way that we're trying to introduce that is our uh, training facility. And at eight minutes up the road here uh, in the great state of Texas, just 20 minutes north of Austin is, is our manufacturing facility. And uh, I've shared a few pictures with a few of our rep agencies, but we really just, you know, have been have been hammering away at it. Um, we're able to go live. We have all of our controls are live in our in our training facility. It's our virtual showroom, if you will call it. But we have every single one of the controls that we offer. They're live. We can we can do a twenty minute, a ten minute, a five minute, a two minute conversation with someone who might be on site that just says, "Hey, how do I operate this?" I can go live with them instantly through Zoom, through GoToMeeting, through Facebook Live, whatever. Um, But a lot of that has to do with the capabilities that we're offering. So we have a full training facility that we offer where we've invited our reps to come in in person and train. And it's only gotten better since they've been here. A lot of them have heard me say, hey, we got a lot of cool stuff coming. We have three cameras at different angles that we're able to move around the room and and really hone in on the device that we're talking about. But this, this really... Um, helps the showroom because not that we're taking business away from them, but if they're not able to go to their showroom and show off this product that we might have on display, I'm able to act as an extension of their business and say, hey, let me help you guys close the sale or educate your customer on, on what we have to offer. So our training facility is located in Round Rock, Texas. It's at our manufacturing facility. All of our product is live. We're able to go live at any instant of the day. Monday through Friday, nine to five central standard time. Very cool. We're able to act instantly to meet those expectations of maybe a customer who has a question on site at that given time. And actually that, that really ties into Keely's question about, um, the customer hands-on experience because you're giving your installers and your specifiers really the ability to experience immediate attention and how to do this without having to physically be in the presence of anyone, which, you know, is I think what a lot of people are looking for right now. I think you're maximizing the showrooms uh, time because when you come in to do a PK and I love visiting my showrooms, I I see a a few of my showrooms on here. I love you guys. I love coming out to see you guys, but I think you guys' time is best served widely. If I can hop on a webinar for an hour and give you the same training that I might've been in person, 
yeah, we might skip the, the golf outing, the dinner, whatever, but I'm able to give you the time that you need to utilize to help you close your business and further maximize what you're doing on a day-to-day basis rather than, Absolutely. you know. Thank you. I want to give Melanie an opportunity before we uh, run out of time to talk about um, embracing the digital space and, and the experiential user. First, I want to say, Patrick, that does sound awesome. I will probably email you after this is over. Um, okay. Anyway, so for digital space, I think we, we try to make sure we have as many assets available digitally as possible. So you can contact us and get marketing materials physically, but we also have a support section on our website and that support section allows you to download all of that digitally. So you don't have to wait um, obviously our website has higher res product photography, so you can see what the parts really look like, all the spec data. I mean, we really try to make sure that we are putting in as much as we can right into the website. Um, and this isn't digital, but I think it relates to the sort of hands-on experience. We do have a free sample program. So if you're an industry professional and you're not familiar with our sample program, you can always email us at showroom at baronsonhardware.com and request more information um, on how to get that set up so that you have access to it. But that allows you to send somebody the poll that they want to put on their cabinet and they can actually look at it. So I think I was really impressed that you had a poll with you. And then I just realized it was your pen. The pen. <laughs> I'm not, there's poles in the house. I wasn't prepared. I didn't have a prop ready. You had um, your pen, it worked. It did the three. got the point across, right? It worked, you totally killed that. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I think, um, you know, we've, we've done that and we're looking to constantly implement more hands-on physical pieces from a digital aspect. We're always evaluating. I think one of the things I'm really interested to see for marketing is how VR sort of shifts and changes after all of this is done. Yeah, I agree with you, Melanie. I think that's going to be huge. Uh, VR eventually, you know, seeing what these things look like in spaces, making sure you have all those 3D renders, you know, because that, I agree. It was already coming. I think the gas is going to be hit, um, you know, uh, moving forward as far as COVID is concerned. So I totally agree with you there. Absolutely. Fantastic. So we um, are running low on time. It is almost two o'clock central time. Um, This has been an awesome webinar. I want to thank you all so much. I want to thank all the attendees for attending and I want to thank our wonderful panelists. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, Again, this is being recorded and will be on the member side of the website. Uh, under educate and webinars, you can log in there. Next week, we have a webinar um, geared more toward reps and showrooms about selling more to your current clients. So what kind of outside the box products can you sell that um, that you can add on that's not just plumbing or hardware? So that's gonna be um, really exciting. And then the following week, we have a webinar on um, the COVID crisis from a global perspective. So our panelists are all um, manufacturers, uh, manufacturing members um, that handle products from all over the globe. So that's gonna be really great as well. And then the week after that, August 5th, we're gonna be talking about the internet and how to compete against the internet. It was such a hot topic and then COVID came and 
it's actually kind of made it even more important because everybody's at home. So we're going to look at it from all different aspects from companies that refuse to sell on the internet to companies that do sell on the internet and why. So we are looking for panelists for that, um, for that internet conversation, we're looking for reps, manufacturers, and dealers um, on all different sides. This is not a don't sell on the internet, I hate you. This is really just a conversation on, you know, the benefits and the drawbacks of it and how we can all work together because there really is enough business for all of us. So thank you all so much um, and have a wonderful day. If you would like to present in the future or inquire about membership or sponsorship, please visit dpha.net today.